Good morning, Warriors, and welcome to another episode of the Worship Warrior Podcast. First off, I want to say thank you to everybody who tunes in every other Wednesday to check us out. It means the world to me and the team that we get to talk to you all in this way. Now, I want to talk about the season a little bit. We call this season Connected because we want to hear other people's stories. We want to get different perspectives on things, and we want to just learn as much as we can about things surrounding the Christian faith. Well, on this special episode, I got to do all of those things with my guest, Amanda Waldron. And all we did was talk about what it meant to deconstruct faith and, wait for it, reconstruct faith. Two terms I'd never heard about before meeting this person. And I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. So I'm Michael Zapata, and this is episode eight of Connected. Let's get right into it. nobody <laughs> so as you can see if you watch this show um i usually have a co-host by the name of anna laura who is my girlfriend and she is not here don't worry she's not gone she's not sick she's just taking the week off and we're having to kind of reconstruct ironically how we record episodes due to her new job which i'm very excited about um but yeah that's all it is but nonetheless we still have a very special episode because this week was a one-on-one interview, and I love doing these. I got to do one with my mom. If you haven't watched that, check it out. I love doing these because it really just gives me a chance to to dive into somebody else's story. You know, I don't have to talk as much, which I'm sure is great, and um, I just get to listen and, and absorb a lot of information. So this week was really awesome. Um, so again, Anna's going to be back next week, um, but this week, we're going to be talking with Amanda Waldron. She sat down with us and talked about what it means to deconstruct and reconstruct faith. You're going to learn all about that in a second here. I just wanted to give it a little precursor to what you will be hearing about. Basically, this is an episode for people who have struggled with those doubts that we've talked about and those questions that seem to not get answered, right? And it really comes down to, you know, getting to the root of what you believe. It's okay to have doubts and questions. Uh, but sometimes it gets so crazy as to you think, do I even believe this anymore, right? I've been there. And I think as a Christian, you're going to reach that point at some point or another if you haven't been there already. So that's the basic concept of it. Um, you know, that that pretty much is what we're going to be talking about this episode. You know, I think you're going to really enjoy it. And I'm going to stop talking and just throw it over to the interview because I had a great time talking with this individual. So, yeah, without further ado, here is the interview with Amanda Waldron. Well, hello, Amanda. How you doing? Hi, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's so great to have you on. Um, for those who don't know, like this is our second time having a person on this show, and it's something we Ooh. want to do more often. I know. So <laughs> you're kind of setting the precedent for the Perfect. other people that come on afterwards. <laughs> so we're really excited to have you. Uh, and again, just thanks for coming on. Yeah, awesome. Sweet. This whole season, we've been talking about kind of connecting with people and connecting with different ideas. Um, as Christians, so you know this is a Christian podcast. So um, the reason we had you on is because I thought this idea of deconstruction and reconstruction of faith—it's something I had never heard of before. And when I first did, I was very like intrigued because I was like, "Wow, that's such a 
cool concept. So I kind of wanted to start off with that. If you could kind of just explain what that means in the general sense and then how you came about with it and how you started with it. Okay. Um, Yeah. Deconstruction is kind of one of these words that has a really fluid definition. It can mean a lot of different things, but the way that I use it is the process that we go through for examining um, our assumptions, um, the things that we were taught or have believed for a, a, a number of years, where maybe we start to question, is this real? Is this what I believe? Is there another way to think about this? Um, When I was going through my deconstruction 10 years ago, there really wasn't language around this. So this is kind of newer language within the last couple of years to be applied Mm -hmm. to kind of this phenomenon, or I guess I wouldn't even call it a phenomenon, this process. (laughs) Right. Yeah, no, that's super cool. I definitely, uh, when I was growing up too, I, I hadn't heard of these things. I grew up in a church that was very, you know, um, black and white. And it was very, uh, you know, you don't really ask questions. And so I think yeah. that's like, that's what I got from reading about deconstruction and reconstruction. The small research I've done is that yeah. you have to ask a lot of questions. Yeah. You know? So it can also fall in the realm of like discernment or that kind of process of faith development where you move from what you were told about faith to what you actually believe about your faith. So that kind of, I don't know, Mm. kind of like coming of age of claiming this faith for your, for yourself. Right. Can include some of this deconstruction of like, Oh, this is what I was taught about this, but that's, I I think something differently about that now. Mm -hmm. So back then, was there something that kind of triggered that for you that you wanted to explore your faith or was there something that happened that you just kind of wanted to break it down? Um, I, I grew up in a church. Well, I grew up in a a Christian family where like questions were okay to ask. And my dad Mm -hmm. would always be like, let's go and see what the Bible says about that. Um, but I had enough friends in different denominations that I knew that there were different ways of like reading the Bible or thinking Mm -hmm. about these concepts. Like there were different ways that our churches did things. So I knew that there was a difference in that case. Um, Mm And so kind of wrestled with some questions throughout college and even a little bit post-college. And then in my mid-20s, was considering doing some longer-term missions work. And Mm -hmm. I was at um, kind of a mega church at the time where nobody really knew me. And so I asked the church that I grew up in to kind of be my sending church. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were theological differences (laughs) between the organization I wanted to go with and and my church growing up where my church growing up um, made the decision that they didn't feel comfortable sending me with this organization. Oh, okay. And then I was like, well, wait, wait a minute. Like, if these are both Christian organizations, how, like, what's, what's the problem? Mm -hmm. Um, And then it kind of just sent me into the spiral of like, well, I'm going to find the one right way to think about Christianity. And then that's what I'm going to do. And then I fell down this rabbit hole of like, oh, there's a lot of different there's a lot of different ways to do. <laughs> There's a lot of different thoughts around this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I can definitely relate to that. It almost feels like churches become territorial, you know, with, with their members mm-hmm. and how people, um, so I've definitely seen that in my life too. Yeah. Um, and I think people want to like, they want to believe the right thing. And so we get yeah. some of that territory, like I've done my study, this is the right way to believe about this. Mm-hmm. But I also think these are concepts that people have been debating for like thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And people are going to land at different spots of what they think about these things. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's really cool that you have that mindset. Was that something that came natural, just that kind oh. of open-mindedness, or did <laughs> no. you? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, no, um, it was through this process. Um, so my deconstruction actually led to a lot of like anxiety and depression, mm. which I think I was naturally prone to. Any like I was, it was occurring already. Again, didn't necessarily have language for it. Um, and started counseling around that time um, and just recognizing like how rigid my mindset was and how black and white I really like things yeah. to be. And so when you tell me like, <laughs> oh, there could be one or two ways to think about this concept. I was like, no, what's the right, what's the right way? <laughs> so it yeah. has, it's been this process of, of creating space and holding tension for like thing, things that might not be black and white. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And in doing so, you've definitely like helped a lot of people, I'm sure. And I know you have a new thing out that's going to come out in April, like uh, a new yeah. program, right? Yeah. So when I was going through this, um, there really wasn't that many resources, right? Like there wasn't really language around this. Yeah. Um, and so I, <laughs> um, yeah, was kind of tossing around some ideas of, um, what I might want to do and faith deconstruction came up and just realizing that there still aren't a lot of resources out there for mm -hmm. individuals, especially who want to like, hopefully stay within the Christian faith. Right. Um, so I always talk about like on the spectrum of helpers within the deconstruction world, mm -hmm. I, I am the helper that if you want to stay within the Christian faith, I'm going to be for you in that. Yeah. There are other helpers that that are at other places on that scale, but that's mm -hmm. where I'm at. So I developed this program called Wonder and Doubt. Um, just we're in the midst of our first cohort right now. There's there's three three women, and it's just a really sweet time together. But um, mm -hmm. it's a group program. We meet um, for 90 minutes, um, one day a week for six weeks, um, and kind of go through. Yeah, just the process of like where our faith came from, how we were taught this, what are our doubts and questions, what are some practices that can keep us within the faith, um, and how do we form a maybe flexible mindset around this, and then mm -hmm. how do we like how do we interact with others when we're going through this faith shift? Yeah. So the next the next cohort will start in in April. Mm -hmm. That that's super super cool. Yeah. And then I know you earlier, you mentioned something about counseling that you were in counseling for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. What was that experience like for you? How did you like that? Oh, it was, it was life-changing. If you guys are on the fence of going to counseling, do it. It's going to mm. like, it's just a positive experience. Um, yeah. yeah. It really helped me develop that more flexible mindset, coping mm -hmm. skills. Um, and I actually was instrumental in, um, like I ended up going back to school and now I'm a counselor. So yeah. that's my, that's my day job. Um, awesome. So I'm all, I'm all about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's cool to see that. Um, it's definitely like, there was definitely a stigma around counseling and I think there still kind of is, but I'm noticing mm -hmm. it be a little more acceptable. It's talked about yeah. a lot more. How do you feel about seeing that kind of transition? Oh, it's great. I love when I get clients in my office in their like late teens, early twenties, because the work that you do at that stage in life is just going to be beneficial for you, for your relationships, for your mental health, for the rest of your life. And so mm -hmm. I, 
I don't know what the what the population of of who listens to this podcast, but if you're thinking about doing counseling, do it. It's good. It's great. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I recommend counseling as well. And and my co-host Anna, she's not here with us, but she has been studying to do that kind of work, so she will also oh, awesome be all for okay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, it's just all this stuff that like, where else are you learning this stuff? We don't talk right. about emotions or how to express them or how to have a flexible mindset. We might not even realize we're thinking in these unhelpful thinking patterns. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely is. Um, I think it definitely helps a lot. So then, so you were in counseling and then you became a counselor. And I think uh, you also studied some theology, right? So those kind of things, how yeah. was your, how was your theology yeah, uh, experience? So, um. It was good. It, it was interesting that they happened around the same time because mm. basically went into counseling because my faith was falling apart. Like I started mm. asking these questions and then I'm like, oh, none of the, like, I don't know what the answers are. And now I have more questions mm -hmm. um, where I kind of just got down to the very foundation of like, do, do I even believe this anymore? Can I even be a Christian anymore? Mm -hmm. um, and the only answer I had was like, yes, I think I still believe like God is faithful and at its root, I believe this, but I don't know how to rebuild this faith because now it's just like in, in crumbles. Yeah. Um, so counseling helped that. It helped me identify, yeah, just different ways of thinking about it. And then theology, um, I took three systematic theology classes, which mm -hmm. um, is kind of this pragmatic way of looking at all these different ideas of like, who is man? Who is God? What's sin? Who's the Holy Spirit? And kind yeah. of like concentrates on each of those systems. And so my brain being really academic, I'm like, I want to know what all of my options are. Mm. Um, and then throughout the courses, we had to write these things called confessions where we actually sat down and wrote out like, what do you actually believe? Mm. And I think that was the first time in my life where I had like concentrated time to be like, okay, what what do I actually believe? Not what was I taught about this, but what do I actually believe about this? Or what do I, in my own studying, what, what have I come to? Mm -hmm. um, so it was freeing in a way. And my professor was really like, he, in different, there can be different ideas and different systems. And he'd do a really good job of presenting like, here's what people have been debating for thousands of years. And as long as you're within these parameters, it's not heresy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm getting like, gray thinking with my counseling, gray thinking with, um, with the theology classes. So it was a really nice partnership. Yeah, that is super cool. I think, um, so I just graduated college not too long ago. So, um, mm -hmm. and I think it's one of the, like the biggest benefits from doing so. And I highly recommend anybody who's thinking about it to do it because you get a lot of that gray thinking. Uh, and mm -hmm. that, that was, it's like really, really helpful to kind of look at other perspectives like you've been saying and like okay yeah we only know what we know and sometimes yeah. hearing from somebody else can be really helpful yeah and then like there's also things we're just never gonna know and that's yeah <laughs> and, that and that's sucks, hard to like you know <laughs> yeah, having to hold the tension of like well I hope this is true yeah <laughs> but I don't know if I'm gonna have that certainty <laughs> man I, I definitely agree now um it definitely is super cool to hear your experience with that and asking questions and stuff. But I know like from a lot of people I've talked to asking questions in church is like, like not a big point of emphasis. They can't do that. So what, and because of that, they feel like shame and stuff. Why do you think that that is, or. 
Yeah, in like why aren't why aren't churches more open to questions? Yeah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it comes from a place of fear, whether that's that the person you're asking also has that question but isn't ready to go there. Um, I think there is we are there is a lot of black and white teaching around this. And so if if you're asking questions in the gray that can just feel threatening to other people and they don't know what to do with that. Yeah, I think we we don't have a lot, I think just the general population doesn't have a lot of um, practice holding that tension mm. um, or being okay with somebody that thinks a little bit different than us. Yeah. And then, yeah, it can cause people that do have questions to be like, well, where can I ask this? Is this not okay? What do I, like, what do I do with this feeling? Mm-hmm. So you think it's a bit of like, just the uncomfortableness around it, perhaps, yeah. you know, because it definitely yeah, I, is. Yeah. <laughs> right. So if you've been taught a certain way of like, oh, you can't ask that question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. People aren't going to be open to entertaining that. They're going to feel like something's wrong with that question, or mm-hmm. they're going to feel uncomfortable. Like, I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. So, so what's the, I guess the solution, you know, the for, solution? For, for that, yeah. You know? I think, well, yeah, there's there's a lot of conversation in the larger deconstruction world too around, I don't know, this idea that if you deconstruct, you're going to deconvert mm-hmm. um, or stop being a Christian or that you are doing, like you're deconstructing just so you can do whatever you want. You can find some sort of belief system that allows for anything you wanted mm-hmm. to do. Um, but truly, I think the shift needs to come in is that most of the people that I interact with have are faithful believers that have served in churches that have grown up in churches and aren't doing this because they just want a hall pass to do whatever they want. But that, right. like, we haven't been given satisfactory answers or we haven't had teachers that can acknowledge that some of this is gray. And so I think as a, as a culture, like adjusting that, like some of these questions do like reflect deep faith and that we don't necessarily have to be scared of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we're quite, I don't think we're quite there yet. Yeah. I don't think so either, but I think that, um, that, that is definitely a really good answer to that. Um, and I like what you brought up about like deconstruction doesn't, doesn't mean you're going to like deconstruct your faith to where you you're not going to have it anymore I think Mm -hmm. it's really cool that you've made an emphasis of like your job is not to skew people away from being a Christian it's to help them understand you know yeah that's a big thing that's that's what I needed during my deconstruction there's certainly people out there that have I don't know a freer view of that um Mm -hmm. but I also think we have agency and whether we keep our faith or not Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be this thing where we're like (laughs) taking it, taking it wherever we're, or like jumping on the train and letting it take us wherever it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like if someone's not interested in staying in the Christian faith, I I'll point you to our, toward a helper that's in that realm of deconstruction, but that's probably not me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's definitely important, especially with the whole, you know, it's our choice, our, our salvation thing, you know, we can't force mm-hmm. anybody to do anything or believe yeah. anything, you know, and mm-hmm. it comes down to, um, I think, yeah, that's really important to remember, you know, as Christians, mm-hmm. you can't make people believe anything. And I want to talk about, so you're, you have a website, right? Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. uh, it's, what is it? Oh, it's heyamandawaldron.com. Heyamandawaldron.com. Well, I went on there and I saw you had a little quiz for those. Yeah. And I had to take it because I like quizzes. <laughs> oh, what did you get? <laughs> I love quizzes. So I got um, all or nothing mentality. Yeah. And that that's the highest, um, that's the highest result. <laughs> is it really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Why, why is that? Why is it like the highest goes, result? I think it goes back to that black and white thinking mm-hmm. um, that I wonder if just that thinking style is more prevalent. So the quiz has to do with these unhelpful thinking styles or these thinking patterns that can sometimes sabotage our deconstruction. So uh-huh. all or nothing, shoulds, which have to do with rules, mm. emotional reasoning, where we're like just deeply into our emotions. And then what's what is the other one? Oh, generalization. Mm. Um, where, where it's like everything, all, nothing, never. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Did that I surprise see. you to get that result? Um, no, actually, I guess not. Because I, I took it whenever, like, I, I don't really have a huge issue with it now, but I went back to when I was like, you know, four years ago or whatever, and mm-hmm. I was kind of struggling with it. And that definitely makes a lot of sense. I feel like I'm a pretty all or nothing person. <laughs> When it comes to the beliefs and stuff. A lot of us are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think definitely a lot of us are. That's why people, I don't know, I guess see people getting hostile about beliefs. That's probably a big reason why it's because you're challenging the one and only way of someone's perspective. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, so yeah, that can feel threatening. They can feel defensive. And I think at the core of it, people really want to like, please God, or do the right thing. Um, But it gets into this tension between like, I don't think there's anybody that's ever believed the right thing a hundred percent. And so that difference between like belief and faith, if belief is something we're holding so tightly onto Mm -hmm. um, versus faith, which has maybe the flexibility to let truth interact with us. yeah, that's kind of how I see the difference between those two. Wow, that's that's interesting. I've never looked at it that way. That That's super cool. Let's talk about, so let's look at like reconstruction of faith. So in mm-hmm. your process specifically, um, yeah, ha, do most people get to that or do you, do you lose clients somewhere or like, is this, how does that Sometimes, how does right? Yeah. yeah, so so reconstruction definitely is that kind of choice part of this of like, if we are, choosing to stay within the Christian faith, how do we kind of do that rebuild? Or I talked about like all of my faith, faith was down in the rebels and like, how am I going to rebuild it up? What do I want <laughs> to like my faith to look like? And so reconstruction is that process of kind of deciding what our beliefs are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's people on all sides of the spectrum kind of debating like, is reconstruction necessary? Um, some people saying like, you don't have to, but my philosophy is that regardless if you stay within the Christian faith, you reconstruct something, some Mm -hmm. sort of belief system, some sort of way of operating in the world. Um, And so, yeah, reconstruction is deciding like, okay, what, like, what am I keeping? What gets to stay? Yeah. (laughs) What makes the cut of like, I'm going to continue to believe this or act in this way or yeah. um, Yeah. And then so um, what do you what do you use um, to kind of filter out what stays and what goes? Is that just based on how on how you look at it? Or is that based on like the Bible? What is that based on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely rooted in the, the Bible. Yeah. 
Um, but then also I think, well, yeah, that's kind of the, the lens with which we view things through. Mm -hmm. um, and reconstruction can look different based on like each individual too. Um, so really what I do, it's not that I'm telling people you need to believe this, this, and this. It's my program or what I do is really try to help people with the tools of how they're going to navigate that. So how are you going to build your lens of what gets in? Or we just actually just went through the reconstruction module last night in the, in the group. Um, so yeah, we talk about like how do we study certain things? What are faith movements? What are those things that like move us closer to God? Those, those actions, mm -hmm. um, prayers, um, spiritual formation. So it's really kind of giving people a framework of, okay, what, yeah. How, how do I determine what's going to be in here? Yeah. Okay. I see. So you're kind of just kind of, uh, doing like the outline for people, you know, you're kind of shaping the tool, like yeah. the tools and they have to do the work and that that's really yes. cool. That is, that is yes. really, really cool. Cause yeah, like for most of us, anything, any change that's going to stick is, needs to have some sort of internal motivation. And all of us have a little bit of different motivation. So mm -hmm. giving people a lot of options of what they can do and then trying to connect them to like, okay, what do you feel the most motivated to start with or to right. do next? Yeah. 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 Okay. Very, very cool. Awesome. So another thing I like about what you do is that it has this sense of like community or community around it. You know, you're not doing mm -hmm. something alone. And that's something we try to emulate with the podcast here is that we're all about being open and having a community, uh, you know, of believers. Why mm -hmm. do you believe that's important? And why is it? If yeah. It is? Because I think you had said it earlier, you used the, the shame word too, that I think shame keeps us really isolated. And so sometimes we think we're the only ones going through this. And mm -hmm. I want to dispel that, that myth that I think a lot of people, especially now, especially in the last couple of years, are kind of struggling through questions and what is, what's the church, what's the American church, what is evangelicalism? Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of people have those questions, but we we're isolated in the sense of like, we're not talking about it. So we don't know who else is having those mm -hmm. thoughts. And yeah. so I want to talk about it. I want people to know like, yeah, like there are others of us out here. So really wanted it to have a community feel with the cohort and then um, pretty active on Instagram too. And mm -hmm. allowing people to kind of, um, yeah, share their experience or connect them or, or have posts that, yeah, indicate that they're not alone in this. Yeah, definitely super, super cool. Um, yeah. Okay. So I, I wanted to ask also, um, so there's this, like, I feel like nowadays, um, there's a lot of people that, you know, it can be confusing with how much information is out there because now we live in an age where like information is everywhere. And back then that wasn't a thing, right? You were very limited yes. to what you oh, knew. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. How has that affected Christians and people in general, in your opinion? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I was talking, I was talking with a pastor um, and she kind of indicated that like a lot of spiritual formation is happening on over social media now mm -hmm. um, and less within like a church context. And so I definitely can see things moving that way. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and I've done a couple posts that talk about like, who do we, who do we listen to? Um, and I have told the story before about when I was going through my deconstruction, there was a Christian artist who had kind of deconstructed and put out an album about that. Um, and there was something in my spirit that was like, you should not listen to that <laughs> because I, <laughs> I'm like, you should not be influenced by that right now. Right. Um, so I think there is this, a certain discernment that's needed around who do you want to be listening to? to what is their stance? What's their maybe vibe? So for me, I know that there's a lot of people out there that are kind of in that more criticism, cynicism type of lens. And I want to offer a little bit more hope around Mm. deconstruction. And so that tends to be my tone. So when I talk to people about, okay, who are you going to listen to in this kind of being discerning of like, is it somebody who can tackle the issue with nuance and isn't in this kind of black and white? Mm. Is it the tone or um, feeling that you want to like continuously be exposed to? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it can be a lot to decide who you're going to listen to. <laughs> Definitely. I, I think those are, those are great tips that you've given to look at that. Cause it is, there's just oh, like information overload out there. You yes. know, it's just, yeah. Everybody's Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Me too. So I follow a lot of different accounts. Some people that yeah. And deciding like, oh, okay, today I don't think I can view this account because it's bringing up something in me that I yeah, not, that I don't want to deal with right now. <laughs> awesome. So how do you get to that kind of self-awareness? I know it's not easy. Counseling. Yeah. Yeah. How do you get to that? Like, I think it's what I, I think it's what I learned in counseling and now what I teach other people, but I think it is, um, it's kind of slowing down the process. Um, being able to sit in our bodies and see what our bodies are saying to, um, or getting to that place of stillness. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think th- that's hard for most of us to be still cause it tends to bring up stuff that we don't want to deal with, but that's generally the stuff that we need to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Count- counseling's my answer. <laughs> that's, that's a good answer. Yeah, absolutely. I will say I am also very, uh, I'm not good at being still, (laughs) but mentally or physically, I have to be moving in some sense, you know? Yeah, that's most of us. (laughs) Yeah. So that's really cool. So it just takes counseling and a a lot of practice. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of practice. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So we're almost done here. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for, you know, taking the time to sit down with all of us here yeah you know you've been a great guest you know and you definitely have a very positive vibe about you perfect definitely (laughs) want people to listen to this um so my last question for you is what advice would you give those who are interested in giving deconstruction and reconstruction a try and how should they go about it in the right way I don't know if there's a right way or wrong way. And usually most people who find themselves in deconstruction would prefer that they're not in deconstruction (laughs) Um, only because, I don't know, there's comfort and certainty. There's comfort in black and white. That's usually why we tend to veer toward there. But if there are listeners out there that are having a lot of questions and doubts and don't know how to make sense of their faith in this season, um, certainly like jump over to Instagram. I'm at Hey Amanda Waldron. Um, but I think it is kind of like getting still doing some journaling, getting reflective around like, 
what brought you to the faith in the first place? Why do you want to stay? Um, what is your hope for your faith? Mm-hmm. And then reconstruction. Um, yeah, kind of some of those same questions, like what, what feels doable in this season? Does it feel like, can you go to church? Can you read your Bible? Or is it more that you need more of that contemplative space or being out in nature? Um, so, and giving, I think giving yourself permission to ask these questions and that um, there's no question that's been asked that we're going to be the first one that has asked that either. So like mm. all these questions have been asked before you're in good company. Um, and I think, yeah, connecting to somebody else so that you don't feel alone. Awesome. So mm-hmm. asking questions, connecting with others. Yeah. Those are all, that's great advice. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, Amanda, for, um, taking the time to sit with us again. And I know the the viewers really appreciate having this insight. And I, again, I think it's such a cool concept that I'm definitely going to, you know, keep looking yeah. into and researching because I think maybe it'll be helpful in the future. Maybe it'll be helpful for somebody else. So, yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome. thank, thank you again. Yes, yeah, thank you. Well, welcome back to the studio. Again, it's still just me, but I really appreciate you watching that interview. And I want to say thank you to Amanda for sitting down with me and talking about those things because it was really eye-opening to hear like hear these these things that I've kind of struggled with before in the past, and I'm sure you have as well, have a name, you know? And that that's really the root of it all is just putting a name to things that we struggle with, putting a name to you you know, having having issues with your faith and what you actually believe and maybe not even knowing. So, so that's that's great that we have these things out here that can help aid you. Of course, nothing gets better than the good old word of God, right? But these are also, you know, great tools to help out. The couple of things I wanted to point out before we end the episode is I think it's really cool that theology and psychology can coexist. Now, you, you probably saw it in the interview, but, you know, Amanda has training in theology as well as you know clinical social work and stuff like that so so these two things that seem like they wouldn't coexist can and i think that's really cool to point out that you can still be factual and you can still be scientific about your beliefs but you also can have the faith and say i don't know the answer to everything some of these things can be answered with with the brain right with the mind but a lot of these things in the christian walk can't right so it's good to have both of those sides and to remember that you're not alone in that and that you don't have to go solely off of just, you know, nothing. We do have things out there like research and stuff to help you on this walk. And that's something I needed to remember. And I thought that was really cool. And the, the second thing I noticed was that when I took the quiz, I was an all for nothing thinker. Now, I'm sure there's plenty of you like me. As Amanda said, that's a very common one, is an all-or-nothing mentality when it comes to your faith. And I challenge you today to look at yourself, and if you are that, you know, be a little bit more open-minded and understand that there is some gray and understand that it's okay to not know things, right? And so that th- those are the two things I took away from the interview. Overall, it was an amazing sit-down, and I truly enjoyed Um, every second of it so again just thank you amanda for sitting down with me and thank you guys for tuning in to this special edition um next week we're gonna go back to normal normal um normal outline as usual and anna will be joining me and so that'll be awesome stick around i'm sorry not next week in two weeks 
yeah, whenever we release these. So definitely stick around for that. And if you want to be on the show, we're totally open to having people because I want to have more of these interviews, like for real, like like being for real right now. I want to have more of these with you, with just everyday people who listen to us. So if you're interested in that, hit me up. You can email us at worshipwarrior99 at gmail.com. And if you have a story that you want to share, by all means, I'd be honored to have you on the show. So last episode, we also started a challenge called What Am I Studying Challenge? And I officially started it Monday. Did I? Wednesday. I officially started it Wednesday. Um, so if you follow us on Instagram, which is warrior underscore PC1, you're, you're going to see those. And so I've successfully done two days in a row. Very happy about that. And I encourage you to do it with me. Just, you know, read something in the Bible and get something out of it and feel free to share it with us feel free to share it on your social media i think it's totally acceptable to do that and just remember that you're not alone and it's hard to do this christian walk especially nowadays so it's it's good to know that you have people around you to help right and with that warriors we're gonna go ahead and sign off this episode thank you so much for tuning in And we hope you got something out of it. If you did get something out of it, be sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell to never miss an episode. Have a beautiful rest of your day, and we'll see you again on the next Worship Warriors.